0: All right, I need to know something. Who normally parks in the front parking lot? Raise your hands real quick if you park in the front parking lot. All right, back parking lot, people. Okay, now this is more of a morning issue. But if you've ever, who's come in the morning and parked in the back parking lot? Anybody here in the room? Okay, so here's the deal. In the morning, when you leave these rooms, the, the, the bright, shining sidewalks attack your retinas. It's horrible. They are horrific. For some reason, when you walk out of this building, it's just the worst. I literally would tell my kids, like, it's time to go. And they're like, not the sidewalks. Like, it's evil. We'll walk all the way down the far side of the building go out to children's wing to the blacktop to avoid the sun hitting the sidewalks it's just so nasty out there we have some production team members and some band members our our security cameras recently caught them uh leaving here we have some shots for you like there's one of them just relaxing to the bright shining sidewalks literally there are times after the eleven thirty service where someone will stop at that back door take their shades put them on and go i'm going out like it's evil out there and you know what just like there are some bright shining sidewalks out there, God has called you and I to be bright shining lights. And I'm really, really excited about this four-week series that we're jumping into tonight. We're gonna to talk about this, what it is, what it means to be a bright, shining light. Do you know that God wants you to share what he's done in your life? Do you know that the reasons he's done some amazing things in many of our lives is to be able to impact others? And I want to tell you something tonight, and I really want to highlight this for a second. The broken stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff, the stuff you thought was a waste, your failures, all that stuff, counts as a part of the story that God has given you. And the way he's restored your life now is meant to be part of that bright, shining light. So I just want to speak some hope over you tonight. If you've made some really bad decisions, if you've sinned, if you've been far from God for a season if life's been rough for you if you've gone through a lot of suffering that's all a part of it it's all a part of it and eventually somehow God uses it to come out as part of this beautiful bright shining light he's weaving together for you and me and so God has put you where you are on purpose God has you doing what you're doing on purpose and he's brought you to this point so that you can shine brightly for him the problem is that man we really struggle with that bright shining part don't we Because some of us just feel unqualified, and even some of the things I just listed make you feel unqualified. The bad decisions you've made, some of the sin, some of the seasons you've felt far from God, uh, a season of suffering. Who are you to speak up, right? Sometimes you just feel like you want to just kind of hang to the back, let somebody else take care of that. Some of us just feel like, I'm afraid, I don't know what to say. What if they don't like what I have to say? What if I get rejected? What if it costs me a relationship? What if it costs me some kind of an opportunity? Man, I just don't know if the cost is worth it. And so we start to struggle with all the reasons why we can't be this bright, shining light that God's called us to, and really it boils down to, you know, some of the fears and some of the costs and some of the worry and wondering if, you know what, is God going to hold up his side of the bargain and come through in the moment and change somebody's life, right? But, But here's what I know so many of us in this room believe. We believe a few things. You know what we believe? We believe that God is big enough and powerful enough to give us boldness. And we believe that God is big enough and powerful enough to change somebody else's life. And we also, many of us, believe that God is big enough and powerful enough to show up in the middle of our situation when we are praying for God to make himself real to somebody and do a straight-up miracle that blows everybody away. Most of us in the room believe all that. So the problem is not God, right? The problem is not that God can give us the boldness, can change the life, or can show up and do an awesome thing. I just have to wonder then, if the problem is not God and we don't doubt his power, my question is, maybe part of the problem is we're not connected enough to that power. We're not connected enough to the source that is God. And I want to talk to you about that here tonight. I've got a a light bulb down in some of these baskets. Aiden, can you just jump up, give me one of those light bulbs out of this basket? These baskets right here, these three baskets are going to be important as the night goes on. But here's what we all know about this light bulb. Nobody would argue this. We all know that if this thing's going to shine, it's got to be connected to the power source, right? Not one of us would argue that. We all know that. That's just obvious. It's clear, and we know the reason it's not shining right now is because it's just sitting here in my hand. It's not connected to the power. Years ago, I had a problem in one of the outlets in the back of my house. And so my dad came over. He's a handy guy, and he tried to help me figure it out. We just couldn't get this thing working. And so he called one of his electric electrician friends, and this guy was just kind of like a gruff dude, like a worker, like a dude's dude. You know, like he, would just, he was just like kind of big and kind of a little bit smelly and like a little bit gruff. And he showed up in the backyard, and he's like, take me to the outlet. And I was like, oh, boy, All right, and so we go over to the outlet, and my dad and I had been really careful. Like, we really respect electricity. What do you think happened to my hair, right? We were really careful about this, and so this guy walks over to the source of the problem. The outlet's not working. We have the wire right here. He just grabs the bare wire with his hand. He goes, there's not much power going through here, and I thought to myself, there's not much power going through here either, buddy. We got some problems here, but again, what is the problem? There's a disconnection from the power and the source. And so I just wonder if that could be true for you and for me. And so we're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about kind of just what does it look like to connect to the source and why is it so important? How do we do it? And who's done it before us that God used powerfully? And the reason this series is so important, guys, is because we just don't have enough time to reach all the people that need to be reached, right? I'm not one of these doom and gloom guys like the world's going to end tomorrow, but I do know this. Every day we live, we're closer to Jesus coming back. And that's a beautiful thing. We should be excited that Jesus is going to come rescue us from this broken world, make us just sin-free, pain-free, walking in his presence. I can't wait for heaven, man. It's going to be amazing. But there are a lot of people in this world around us, a lot of people that a lot of us care about that we've got to reach first. And so I believe that the school you're in is not by accident. And the classes you take are not by accident. And the professors that you sit under are not by accident. And the people you work alongside and the neighbors that you live next to. And the people, listen to this, the people that you will encounter when you go out to eat tonight. I don't think that's a mistake. I believe God's placing you in places to be a bright, shining light. And so today I want us just to dive into this and really learn and be inspired and be empowered to be these bright shining lights that I think God's calling us to be. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I want to talk to you. You're like, wait a minute, here I am in church, and this guy's talking with other Christians about how to go out into the world and impact people like me who may not be followers of Jesus yet. It feels a little bit weird. Here's what I want to promise you. I'm going to talk to you specifically many times throughout this message. And I just want to invite you into the conversation, and I want you to see how awesome Jesus is. I want you to see why he's worth following, and why we get so excited about being these bright, shining lights because of the difference that he's made in our lives. And so we're going to look in Acts chapter 3, and Peter and John came into contact with a man who had been begging probably his whole life. He was lame, and he would be carried to this gate every single day to ask for money. And he asked for money, and, and John and Peter looked this guy right in the eyes, and in Acts 3.6 it says this, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. They just look at this guy, and they say, no, you get up. We are not have any money, we're not giving you money, but we're going to give you something better. Get up and walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and, uh, walking and jumping and praising God. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine? I just want you to put yourself there. Imagine we're all hanging out at the mall, and we're all walking past the open, the the front door, and there's this guy, and everybody knows this guy. He's been there every day for the last 30 years, and he's begging, and he's constantly asking for money, and imagine what would happen if you and I walked past this guy, and instead of throwing him a dollar or two, we just looked him in the eyes and said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, and this guy stood up, and imagine, I don't know if you think, I I think probably a crowd's going to form. Probably some people who know that guy who've been there, who's been there for decades go, oh my gosh, that, that guy's walking? What, what just happened? And that's exactly what happened here in the story. And so Peter and John, with the crowd assembled, man, they're bold, and Peter preaches this message. And he starts to say, guys, I wanna let you know Jesus is the son of God, and he was put on a cross. And oh, by the way, you did that. You guys killed him, he says to the crowd. But then he rose back from the dead, and he is alive today, and he's the savior of the world. Well, some people in the crowd were impacted, but some people in the crowd weren't too happy. Acts 4.1 says this. The priests and the captain of the temple guard, that's the religious people, and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. What's going on here? Peter and John are being a couple of bright, shining lights, but some people didn't like it too much, and that's the problem, guys, and we have to get over this, please, please hear me on this. We have to get past this. You see, we let the fact that some people won't like that we're bright shining lights keep us from shining. We have decided because I don't want to maybe offend somebody. or I don't want to break a relationship. I don't want to push somebody away. I don't want it to cost me something. I don't want to lose respect. I don't want to be made fun of. We've let those people keep us from reaching any people. And what has to happen tonight, something has to change in our hearts. I think we have to come to a realization tonight. Here's what I want you to think about for a minute. Not everybody's going to like that I'm a bright, shining light. In fact, I want you to say that with me. Ready? One, two, three. Not everybody is going to like that I'm a bright, shining light. Can we just own that for a minute and recognize that? Can we kind of just get it down deep inside so we can move past it now? Not everybody's going to like it. And so we can't let those bad experiences keep us from sharing the love of Jesus and the grace of God with those that so badly need him. Now, here's what I am not saying. Please hear me. I'm not saying we become a bunch of annoying, obnoxious Christians. Please hear me on that, because that will push people away. That will just turn people off. You know, I think our fear is we're going to turn into one of those people that works at the kiosks in the center of the mall. And if you work there, man, we love you. We're so glad you're here tonight. But you know Lotion Lady? right you're walking through the mall and lotion lady comes up ah beautiful skin beautiful skin use our product come use come use right like incredible now I I gotta tell you something in all of the decades of Doug Jansen mall visits lotion lady has never once approached me with that sales pitch they go to my wife oh beautiful 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 and they bring her up they go to stinking joey oh beautiful skin beautiful skin come over here right can I just say that if I'm the one who doesn't have the best skin in the group, don't I need the lotion the most, right? Come on, I'm a little offended here that this is how things are playing out. But guys, I'm not saying we become the Christian version of that person, okay? No, 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 see, there's a better way. We're going to discover that as we go. But man, we have so let our worries weaken our witness, haven't we? We, We've let those worries and fears that someone's going to reject us, someone's going to get offended. I was sitting at a ball game yesterday with one of my friends watching Landon and Cade play, and I've gotten to know this guy. We've coached together over the last several years, and we're sitting there talking, and and I'm telling you, the entire time I'm there, there is this wrestling match going on in my heart. Invite him to church. No, don't invite him to church. You might push him away. Tell him a little bit about Jesus. No, if you do that, he might get upset. He might not want to coach with you anymore, and you might lose that friendship. And what if this isn't the right time? And, right, we come up with all the reasons. We catastrophize everything instead of opening our mouths and just being the lights that God's called us to be. Not everybody's going to like that we're a bright shining light, but we just got to get over that. If the guy at the ball field yesterday responded badly, then I got to go, "Oh man, that stinks. I love this guy and keep praying for him and be his friend." But I hope God'll use me in somebody else's life. And so we just got to get past that. Let's let's move on from that fear and, and let's stop keeping our mouths shut. Man, we are so so potentially impactful in this time. This is a crazy time in the world's history. God has left you and me here to be a bright shining light. Wow, that's incredible. I feel like, you know, if you're, I've been watching a lot of baseball lately, man, and and what's going on right now in the postseason is like starting pitchers will go like five, six, seven innings and then they'll bring in another starting pitcher who's even better than the guy that started. Why? Because sometimes when the game is on the line, you got to bring in the most important players. Now, I'm here to try to like, you know, talk us up and say, oh, we must be the most important players. But man, I don't know. It's pretty crazy that you and I are here right now. It's pretty incredible that in this story of God and humanity, we're here right now, I think, at a really critical time to be a bunch of bright, shining lights. I love that the fact that someone else might not like what Peter and John had to say didn't keep them quiet. Look at what it says in verse three. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. So this was a huge cost. This wasn't getting made fun of. This wasn't losing my job. This isn't all the kids at school aren't gonna like me anymore. This isn't any of that. No, they were imprisoned. You might say, but I would never be able to pull that off. I don't have the boldness, man. I'm afraid to share my faith like that. How could I ever... Face anything like that, I mean, I'm afraid of just being made fun of. We're going to find out how this works. Verse 4, before we see the answer to how they got this boldness, look at this. But many who heard the message believed, so the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. Listen to this. Peter and John see God do this miracle. They're filled with boldness, they pray for this man, he's healed, something incredible happens. 5,000 men and then you add in probably another 5,000 women and children we're talking up over 10,000 people that day must have put their trust in Jesus and though I'm sure Peter and John weren't thrilled about being in prison that day here's what I would guess the conversation was going like man this kind of stinks but can you believe all those people that responded Like, you know, when Doug at the end of service, Peter, you know, when he like tells people to look up, like I couldn't even tell how many people were looking up because so many people were responding. That was crazy, wasn't it? Man, I am so glad that we didn't stay quiet. And my wonder is, how many times have I, let me just talk to my own heart, how many times have I missed an opportunity to reach this guy because I was afraid of what this guy would do or say? How many people haven't come through the doors of this church or a church at all because I was just worried it wasn't the time or it wasn't the way or what if... Man, I would so have rather, if I look back on the 41 years of my life, I would so have rather erred on the side of opening my mouth more, of being that bright shining light more, of putting myself out there more, because maybe There'd be some more people headed toward heaven instead of hell. Maybe there'd be some people who are embraced by the Savior today that right now are lost. Maybe there'd be some people today who are secure in their God and who has made them and created them instead of just wandering around trying to figure out what this life's all about. And so I love the boldness of Peter and John here. It says this, the next day the rulers, the elders, the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. And so a whole bunch of these religious people gathered. we got Annas, we just skipped down the list, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, all these other people from the high priest family, verse 7. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. And this is our question. This is the question we're trying to answer together tonight as a church. By what power or name did you do this? Right? Peter and John, you just healed somebody. Thousands of people got saved. You have this tremendous boldness. You guys are fine with going to prison. It's not even phasing you. What power do you have that we have missed out on? What power is flowing through you that we somehow have missed? See, I think this is what you and I need to tap into today. See, this is is the question. See, you and I should be leaning on the edge of our seat going, right? Yeah, yeah, Peter and John, where does your power come from? Then it says this, verse 8, and we get a hint at where the power comes from. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. What does that say right there? Just before even Peter answers, we see something so powerful. It wasn't just Peter by himself. It was Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. He was connected to the source. He wasn't just standing there like a light bulb that wasn't connected. He was already He was ready. He had been prayed up. He was close to his Savior and filled with the Spirit and ready to be moved at any moment. And then he says this, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called into account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, I love this, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Oh, you want to know where our power comes from? Jesus alone. Oh, you want to know how we've been so bold and how the wisdom of God has flown through us and the power of God has healed people and saved people? I want to let you know it is simply the power of Jesus at work in us. Could this be the truth for you and me too? That the more connected we are, the more we would be used. That the deeper we go in God and the nearer we are to him, the more sh- uh, brightly we would shine. If you're not a follower of Jesus, let me talk to you for a minute. Did you hear what Peter said? Peter said that this Jesus was killed, that he was crucified, but that he rose back from the dead. You might be saying, well, why that have to happen? That had to happen because we are sinful people. Sometimes we say, Oh, I made a mistake, or oops, I, 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 that was an accident. I shouldn't have done that, said that, gone there. And that's all nice, but... It's not the truth. The truth is, these aren't mistakes and accidents. We're sinful, broken people. And we need a Savior. And Jesus, the Son of God, came to rescue you and me. And it took his death to rescue us back. Verse 12, Peter goes on. He says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So if you're not a follower of Jesus here today, I just want to let you know something. All roads don't lead to heaven. There's one Savior. There's one who came for you and me, and that's Jesus. And he loves you so much right where you are, and I believe he's writing a story for you right where you are. And like I said earlier, the brokenness, the pain, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything you have been through, he can now take and use. And I think he wants to make you somebody who not only knows him, but can then show others who he is. Incredible potential. Now check this out. This is amazing, one of my favorite Verses in scripture. I feel like I say that every week, but the Bible's pretty cool. So verse 13 says this, you ready? When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were two things, ordinary, or I'm sorry, unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men, look at those last four words, had been with Jesus. Right? They're looking at these guys going, this just doesn't add up. Right? You ever looked at somebody who just has tremendous tremendous talent? In some area, you're like, "Man, I studied baseball or music or art my whole life, and this joker just pulls up a pen and a piece of paper, and way better than me. Something's not adding up here. You know I, I've had all the schooling, I've had all the training. That's what the religious leaders are doing here. They're going, "Wait a minute. We've studied in the finest schools, we've had the best rabbis, we've heard all the great religious orators of our day, and these guys have a power we don't have. Why? last four words on the screen. Been with Jesus. They took note. They took note that these men had been with Jesus, connected to the source, right? Near their Savior. And and here's the deal, guys. They had done life with Jesus for three and a half years, and I think that there's some stuff that Jesus taught them. There's some stuff that was caught. So they they were taught, and they caught some stuff, but it goes way beyond that. It's as if the very power of God was still flowing through them because they were connected to Jesus their Savior. Funny thing about a light bulb. This was created to shine, right? It's not created to sit in a box. Created to shine, right? Created by GE to shine brightly. And you know what? It was given all that it needs to connect. Guys, you and I created by God to shine brightly. And he gave us all that we need to connect to him, the source. And that's why Peter and John are seeing God do so much through them. And you know what I know about most of us? We have a friend or two who are so connected to God, it just seems like the, the goodness of God, the love of God, and the boldness of God just comes out of them wherever they are. And if, if you guys are at school or something, and man, they're the one that like sitting at the football field is, ends up, everyone else is watching the game, and they, they ended up in, in, in the corner talking with someone whose life fell apart, and they're like leading them to Jesus right? You're like, I got nacho cheese on my shirt, and this guy's reading, like, what is going on here, right? Something's going on here that's different than me. This is a person at work, man. You guys go out to lunch, and I don't know how they do it, but they just always seem to so naturally and lovingly just steer their conversation toward God. Man, how do they do it? I think they're probably the most connected to the source. Just people who who love Jesus and are living with Jesus, and I think the truth is that the people that shine most brightly are the most connected to the source, goes on here in verse 14. The religious leaders are baffled. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and they conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. Can you imagine if our friends could look at our lives and say that? Man, I don't know about this Jesus stuff, this stuff you're talking about, someone coming back from the dead. It sounds crazy, but I can't deny that it seems like something different is going on in your life. It's like there's this love that pours out of you, this boldness that pours out of you, this compassion, this mercy. I look in your eyes, it's like I see Jesus. Wow, what is going on? It's undeniable. You pray and things happen. There's a peace and a satisfaction in your life that I don't have. Imagine if our friends could literally not just hear about who Jesus is, but see it right in our lives. That happens when you and I live a connected life. Verse 17, I love this. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. And I just love this because basically the big plan to stop this movement of jesus was they called peter and john in and said stop talking about it <laughs> just just stop you know telling peter and john to stop talking about jesus is like telling my 11 year old son to stop flipping bottles you guys know this thing, man? Flipping bottles. Actually, he was here earlier. Oh, here's a bottle. He was here earlier. I had him come up on stage and do it. He didn't want to come back tonight. But uh, he was here earlier. And it's this whole deal where you just flip the bottle. Oh, You flip the bottle and it lands. And this kid can do like 40 in a row. He's unbelievable. He's incredible. And it drives me insane. Flipping the bottles. all the- And here's what will happen with Landon. I will look him in the eye and say, Landon, you've been doing this for like three hours. Just give me like a half hour off. Okay, Dad. Okay, Dad. Love, respect, right back from his eyes to mine. And a half second later, right? It's just in him. It's just who he is, right? And guys, I'm telling you, Peter and John are going, I don't know what to say here. But actually they do. They do say something here, don't they? Look what they say in verse 19. Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Basically, they're looking back at these guys going, guys, we don't want to be disrespectful. We're not trying to just rock the boat here, but we just can't help but speak what is in us. Can I ask you a question, followers of Jesus here in the room? When's the last time you just had to tell somebody about Jesus? Like you had to. Like it was just going to come out of you. There was nothing you could do to contain it. You were just so in love with him. You were so excited about what he's done in your life that there was just this burning desire, like I can't wait. I mean, man, I wish that had been me on the sidelines of that baseball game yesterday. I wish I hadn't been wrestling. I wish there was just this thing like, Mike, I just can't wait to tell you about this Savior who loves you so much, man. Wow, how do we get there? I think we live a connected life. We live a close life. We live a life near our Savior. And I think just like with Peter and John, this is going to start flowing out of us. Verse 21, after further threats, they let them go. The religious leaders could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. And now we got to see what Peter and John do. What would you do? You just got released from prison for talking about Jesus. What would you do? Look what they do. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, listen to this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. They go, wow, we just went through something, man. I mean, can you imagine how intimidating it would be to be called into a situation like that and told you can't say anything about Jesus anymore? I was driving recently and I didn't have the correct insurance card with me because I was driving in a stolen car, of course. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so i So I, I didn't have the correct insurance card, and so I had to go to court, man. I had to go to court and stand before this really nice judge. He was cracking jokes the whole time, and I was still, like, like shaking. I was terrified. Can you imagine coming out of an environment where the religious rulers, who just crucified one of your best friends, by the way, tell you, you better knock this off. And these guys go right back to their church. They walked into night service and say, hey guys, here's what we gotta do. Um, Basically, they told us to be quiet. We told them we can't be quiet, so we had better connect to the source together right now. We had better seek our God. We had better pray together. They asked for two things. You know what they don't ask for? They don't ask for protection which I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for protection. You know what they don't ask for? They don't ask that the religious leaders will all die tonight, so they'll leave us alone, right? I don't think you should pray for that. They, they don't ask that the religious leaders would leave them alone and let them just be able to keep on preaching, which, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for that. But what they do ask for is this. It says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. God, give us boldness. God, we're we're afraid. It's kind of cool that they're like, God, if we're going to ask for boldness, it's because we need it. It's because there's a fear in our heart otherwise. And so God, fill us with boldness. And then they say, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They ask for two things, boldness and miracles. Boldness and miracles. Listen, I think God loves it when we come to him and we say, oh God, I really need some finances, man. School's kicking my butt. I just need a job. God, where's my spouse? God, be with my kids. God, where's, I got, what's my future about? God, where, where am I going? When's the college loan going to be paid off, God? How, how am I going to figure this, this situation out at work with my manager and my boss? God loves all that. That's cool. Keep doing it. But how often do we just go, God, my neighbors and my coworkers and people I go to school with and my family members, man, they don't know you. And I really need you to fill me with boldness to open my mouth. And I need you to do some crazy stuff in their lives to show them that you're real. I mean, if I'm honest, I don't pray that stuff enough. But I love that these guys were so connected to their Savior and connected to the Spirit that this was what was on their heart. Verse 31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God goes, okay, you guys are praying for me to show up. You guys are asking for boldness. Well, here's the deal. So that you won't shake in fear, I will shake this place. I will show you that I'm with you. I will fill you with boldness. And I love that it says, they then spoke the word of God boldly. Guys, here's the deal. In this series We're going to get into some stuff that I'm really excited about. And I think we're going to learn some stuff, be reminded of some stuff that's going to truly equip us to be bright, shining lights in this community that so badly needs the love of Jesus. But here is the deal. If we are going to live out what Scripture is going to call us to in the next several weeks, we're going to have to be connected to our Savior. We're going to have to be Spirit-filled. I love that it says here that the spirit filled them. We, we know something. They had already been filled with the Holy Spirit, right? This is a new touch. This is a new thing the Holy Spirit was doing. It's not like the Holy Spirit like ran out of them and was that they weren't empty now, but this was a new empowering of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, man, in this day, and this hour, if we're going to be the bright shining lights God wants us to be, we're going to have to be connected to the source. And so I want you to think about that. I want you guys to really grab a hold of this concept, and I I want us to do something visually tonight to realize that your light will only shine when you're connected to the source. Your light will only shine when you're connected to Jesus. And so what does it look like to connect? Well, we have a couple ways of connecting to our God. It's an amazing thing. He he wants to speak to us, right? He wants to speak to us through his word, and so we've got to be opening up the word of God because when we do, you know what happens? We fall more in love with him. And we see more about who he is and we discover his ways and we're reminded that we're living in an hour where we got to get the word of God out there. And so we've got to be connected to him in that way. If you don't know how to read the Bible, you don't own a Bible, you don't understand it, we would love to help you with that process. Please, approach us later. Let us help. Man, it's nothing like hearing from God. But the other side of it is that we talk to God, Right? that we converse with him. And I want to encourage you to be a bunch of people who are connected to God. And I want to encourage you to really keep that conversation going because we all know something about this bulb, right? We know that if this thing shined for 15 minutes in the morning and then we unscrewed it and put it in our pocket and walked through our day, it would never shine throughout that day until it's reconnected to the source. And I think sometimes we spend our 15 minutes in the morning and then we disconnect from God and we go out there and we don't shine, right? Or we, we wake up, and man, I don't know about you, I am not a morning person. We wake up, we, we, we kind of get ourselves together, we get to work, and we're trying all day to shine in our own strength. And then, uh, you know, we spend a half hour at night, an hour at night, even two hours a night connecting back to the source. Well, that's great. Thank God for the hour or two at night. But man, the reason we were struggling to shine all throughout the day is because we, we didn't have our bulb connected, right? Man, what would happen if you and I just continued to speak to our Savior throughout the day? Oh, God. I'm in my cubicle right now, and the guy next to me, man, is miserable. He comes here every day, just bites people's head off, and he's just cursing out the boss behind his back, and he's just a miserable guy. And God, here's the deal. I could resent him and hate the fact that I'm stationed next to him, or I could recognize he's probably like that for a reason. Maybe his marriage just fell apart. Maybe his his child died. Maybe his parents disowned him. Maybe he's about to lose his apartment or his house. Oh, God, help me reach this guy, right? How long did that just take? Maybe 25 seconds. But I'm connected, right? I'm ready. God, man, this professor is just driving me nuts. They're so unreasonable and they're just so miserable and they're making my life miserable. And man, yeah, I could get with the rest of the group after class and we could just tear this person apart or I could recognize, man, maybe this professor is like that because they just told her she's losing her job. And this is her last semester and she's just a train wreck about it because she loves to be here. And oh, God, help me to somehow be a bright shining light to this professor. Again, another 20 seconds of prayer, but I'm connected, I'm ready. You see, if Peter and John showed up at that temple gate that day and and they were just thinking about what they were gonna eat for lunch, I bet that lame guy stays that lame guy. And maybe we miss out on 10,000 people coming to know Jesus, right? But they were ready. They were connected. They knew their Savior They spent time with their Savior. They were convinced he was alive. And man, the power of God was flowing through them. And if you and I will stay connected, here's what will happen. We're going to begin to grow in boldness. And we're going to be willing to open our mouths in the times when we need to open our mouths. And so yesterday on that sideline, I'll tell you my little story. I'm I'm talking with Mike and we're hanging out and I'm just wrestling back and forth. Invite him, don't invite him. Invite him, don't invite him. And I, I literally walked off the field I told him to have a great weekend. Now we've... Our families have talked about church before. My wife and his wife have talked a lot about God and coming to church, and they've said they want to come, but I haven't officially invited Mike. And so I walk off the field, and as I'm walking away, I'm like, you wimp. Like, you wimp. What is wrong with you? You're going to go tell your church to go be a bright, shining light, and you just walked away with your bulb and smashed it in the parking lot, bro? Really? And so I just went back, I said, Mike, hey, man, I, I just hope you know, if you ever have a Sunday where you're free, it would be so awesome to see you in church. You are always welcome at our church. And he cursed at me, and he walked away. No, of course, right? He shook my hand, and he said, thank you so much. And you know what? That could have gone really bad, but you know what? Not everybody's going to like we're a bright, shining light. But we, gotta let, we, got, we can't let that keep us from opening our mouths. We can't let that keep us quiet anymore and we're not going to become these annoying christians right no no no. we're just going to be helpful loving gracious merciful pointing people to our savior praying for the people in our lives that are really hard to love and really hard to reach and when we do that we're going to see god do amazing things man i so wish that more of my neighbors were here in this room today throughout the day I so wish that that more of my family members that more of the people I went to school with that maybe I just made some really dumb decisions and I have been afraid to go back and say you know what I did this this and this and you saw it and that was really stupid and I just want to let you know that man that that probably broke the heart of God and I'm so sorry that I did that like I I wish those people were here and I'm sure at the end of my life man I'm not going to look back and go man I'm just so glad I played it safe so often now I pray over the next however many years left I've got, I'll look back and say, wow, I'm so thankful that I opened my mouth more. And I was bold because I was connected to the source. And so we've got a bunch of lamps up here. And I, I tried to get a lamp for every one of you. My goal was 175 lamps. I think we have like 65. But we have these here because I really want this to kind of drive the point home tonight. It's been so cool all day, all the services. What, what I want to ask you to do is I want to ask you to come up and grab a bulb out of one of these three baskets. Like I said, we're not going to have enough for everyone, so if you want to come up as a cute little dating couple or something and do one together, that's fine. Have fun with that. But you can come up however you want, and we want to get every single one of these lights connected. What we want to do is just take a bulb, and you can choose whichever lamp you want, and all you have to do is just go ahead and screw it in. We're going to do this during this last song. You guys can just cut out the lights, and I want you to just see a couple things here. The first thing I want you to see is that... This first light helps, right? I mean, if it's off, we're in complete darkness, right? And so how cool is it that just one light makes an impact? But one of the things I want you to see is how bright it gets when all these lights are on. And that's the potential for you and me, that it wouldn't just be one of us. No, it would be hundreds of us out in this community making a great impact. And the other thing I want you to see is that, man, we've got a lot of different lamps up here. And man, if each lamp could talk, they would tell a very different story, right? And the same is true for you and true for me. We're, we're very different, but here's the deal. We shine the same light, don't we? And God's story that he's written for you is maybe not like anybody else else's in this room. And man, there's people that need to hear it. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, I just ask you to stay connected to the source because that's what's going to empower you to brightly shine. If you're not a follower of Jesus, he loves you so much. He wants a relationship with you. And you heard tonight that he died for you and he rose back from the dead. And so if you want to put your trust in him, I'm going to give you a chance to do that. But if you're a follower of Jesus, I want to ask you to to pray about a few things now. Let's just close our eyes together. And if you're a follower of Jesus, would you pray first and foremost for boldness? And then would you pray that God would do some unbelievable miracles as you try to reach out to the people in your life? And lastly, I want to ask you to pray for one specific person that needs Jesus that you know if you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to put your trust in him, I encourage you to pray with me now, just silently, something like this. Jesus, thank you so much for coming for me, for rescuing me from my sin, for forgiving me of all the wrong that I've done. And thank you, God, that you want to take all that. And now you want to use it as a part of my story, a part of what you've done in my life to impact others. And so Jesus, today I thank you that you're my Savior and now I ask you to make me a bright, shining light. Before we come up and begin to put the bulbs in tonight, I just want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, then just look me in the eyes real quick. Did anybody pray that prayer asking Jesus to be their Savior for the first time? That's awesome. Thank you for that. Anybody else tonight do that as I just kind of look through the room? God, we just thank you. Anybody else here? Yeah, I see you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. God, we're so excited, Lord, about what you're doing. Thank you for those that put their trust in you today, and I just pray that they'll be so close to you and experience your goodness. In your name, amen. So during this last song, as we stand together now, I encourage you to just come grab a bulb, and you go ahead and connect it, and go right back to your seat and just continue to worship.